Hey go-getters, welcome to the AHA Moment Podcast. I'm your host, Angelina Sparopoulos, where we dive in every other week to chat all things business and motivation, all while featuring the innovators that are creating for tomorrow. Are you ready to spark some revelations? Let's do this. Hello, 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 everyone, and Happy New Year, and I would love to sincerely welcome you to the first official episode of the AHA Moment podcast. I kind of can't believe I just said that, but I am so excited to be here with you today to kickstart 2023, which I also can't believe it's already 2023 because, I don't know, that number just sounds like a number in the future to me right? I mean, I don't know if it's just me, but whatever. We're here. We're here and we made it. So let's go. Now, if you didn't already know this, the AHA moment was initially curated as a newsletter that was published via email and LinkedIn. And it still is. So I should not be talking about it as if it's in the past because it's not. It still is very much alive and breathing, but I decided to expand it into a podcast and here we are. So the content behind the editions of the newsletter, so the topics being covered and focused on, and the amazing people that I will be interviewing and featuring will be completely aligned. So all this is, is just simply a fresh and new way for you to experience and dive deeper into the aha moment. And this year we have so much to look forward to from captivating ideas to incredible guest interviews and We're only going up from here, and I'm so enthusiastic and excited about this expansion, so let's get going and dive right into this month's theme and today's topic, which is all things financial wellness. So we're not even a couple of weeks into the new year, and I thought that it would be most appropriate to approach this while our clear and motivated and reset minds are ready to just take in a topic that can sometimes be definitely overwhelming or daunting to think about. I think a lot of people avoid having conversations about finances and money and budgeting and debt, but I figured why not approach it with a different kind of mindset, a new perspective, and we just finished figuring out what our goals and intentions are for the upcoming year. At least I hope we're approaching mid-January, so this should already be done, and I want to talk about how improving your financial foundation should be part of that list of goals and intentions, and I will explain why. But to start, I want to ask you something. Would you consider yourself to be financially literate? I know a lot of people might say yes to this question, they might say no, but a lot of people are kind of in between and don't quite actually know the definition of what it means to be financially literate. So let's talk about it. Let's unpack it. The majority of Americans in some capacity unfortunately deal with the burden of having lack of financial capability, right? So this is affiliated with a lack of financial education. Only about one-third of Americans have sufficient intellect of concepts like interest rates or financial risk. And these are all pretty basic concepts. I mean, everybody knows that they exist, but do they really know what they are, what they mean, what they entail, and how it has everything to do with you? Just one third 
of Americans have an understanding of this. So really, most people don't know the essentials of how to properly live and function in society. That's crazy. And this lack of knowledge, in turn, leads to people feeling stressed, of course, why wouldn't it? And we all know how much stress impacts everything, but especially our health and wellness. And particularly, this stress is linked to popular health conditions like diabetes, sleep problems, depression, and even divorce, which is supported by financial difficulties being the second leading cause. I feel like the divorce rates in this country do unfortunately continue to rise, and I just, I guess I didn't realize that financial difficulties were such a top cause. It's crazy, but it does make sense because as the incoming generations like millennials and shortly as Gen Z begins to get married, these generations are approaching issues that previous generations never had to deal with or at least quite to this extent. And the issues that I'm talking about are the increasing college tuition and the student loan debt crisis that has made it more difficult than ever for millennials and individuals of Gen Z to save any money and build wealth, not to mention the cost of living outpacing the wage increases across the board. I don't know about you, but... I didn't have much opportunity to enroll in any kind of financial education class in school growing up, or even in college. It wasn't very emphasized or encouraged, despite it being such a necessary skill to function in society. Most of the financial education that I've attained today has been from me going out of my way to attain it. And because my job requires the knowledge, obviously... And I can imagine that a lot of people can relate to this as well, regardless of the specific industry and occupation and category that they would put themselves in. So this prompts me to ask another question. Should financial wellness be prioritized as much as physical activity, maintaining a balanced diet, attaining a well-rounded education, getting a good job, and taking care of your mental health? I think so, and I think a lot of people would agree with that, so why don't we prioritize it as much? Even though getting out of debt or avoiding debt altogether is on most people's minds all the time, this isn't exactly what being financially literate is about. It's really about actual money management that will provide you with the stability and freedom you need to feel confident about your relationship with money and how to apply it to your lifestyle. Not your friend's lifestyle, not anybody else's, but yours. And you gain a certain kind of control over your life when you're financially literate. You keep track of what you do, the emotions and actions and people behind every step you take, every decision you make. And you have a much better understanding of your limits and consequences for when you do cross that line. And having this knowledge really is power, and it doesn't need to be perceived as impossible or hopeless. It's a process, and it's a process that you can begin implementing in your routine as soon as right now. Any changes that you decide 
to make can be made over time because this is a process that is not going to happen overnight. It's going to require a lot of patience with yourself so that you can really feel what clicks with you. Establishing your financial foundation, it's exactly the same thing as like getting into shape or trying to lose weight. You can't expect immediate results. So here are my top tips that absolutely anyone can be doing, regardless of their current situation and their upcoming goals. The first thing is to hit the books. And this is my first recommendation because I think it really is so simple, yet so powerful. And maybe I'm a little biased because I love to read, but in my opinion, there's nothing quite like retaining information off of a page. And there are so many options out there for personal finance books. And I know that the topic as well can sometimes be perceived as not necessarily glamorous to all, but there are a lot of options out there that break things down in a way that won't feel like your intro to finance class that you took in college that you were just dragging your feet to pass in order to graduate. So just try to give the books a chance because they will break things down in a different way. And some of my personal favorites that I still refer back to to this day are I Will Teach You To Be Rich by Ramit Sethi, who also has a great website with a blog and very useful resources, a lot of which are free, from articles to worksheets, you name it. But um, I would really recommend giving the book a try first. Um, But if you're more of an article person, I would definitely just check it out. Next is The Millionaire Next Door by Thomas J. Stanley. That's a classic. And then The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel, which focuses more on the behavior behind money and just like how the title sounds, the psychology behind it. So how you think about it in your brain, how everything goes through your head and what you can do about it. So These books, all of them will make you think, and I think that that's the best place to start. Just try to get your brain juices flowing. But I know not everyone loves reading as much as I do, and that is totally okay, because there are so many other ways to retain this kind of information, like through a podcast or a YouTube channel. And one of my favorite podcasts is Optimal Finance Daily, because The episodes are so short and sweet, and they're great if you're more into just getting one small piece of insight every day in probably under 10 minutes. That's what it usually is. And it's really great if you get overwhelmed easily. Um, Of course, YouTube is a more edutainment option because the, the videos that people try to make today, they typically keep your attention, which is what you want. So pick a channel that resonates with you, subscribe to it watch a couple a week. I mean, if the video is under 10 minutes, that's really not much to ask for. And think about it like you're watching a TV show, except you're doing something good for your brain and your life. Check. And finally, number three, once you've done either number one or number two or both, understand where you're starting from. And this one is probably going to be the toughest for some people, but Do an audit of your spending over the last month. Track this in a spreadsheet, and if the sound of a spreadsheet makes you want to throw up, then literally grab a blank sheet of paper, a pencil, and make a couple of columns and rows that 
map out your top categories of where you spend your money. It could be like daily expenses in one, so morning coffee, parking, gas, etc., whatever. And then expenses in another, so subscriptions. And by subscriptions, I mean the subscriptions that you actually use. I hope that you canceled the ones that you don't utilize anymore. Utilities, rent, and then leisure activities, like going out for dinner, any kind of shopping for items you want versus need. That goes in another column. You get my point. What this is going to do, though, is it's going to help you dive deep to find the root cause of where your spending is stemming from. Is it more impulsive spending? Is it based on emotion versus logic because you had a bad day? Or you're going through a breakup and this is your way of coping? Or somebody pissed you off at work and you just don't know how much longer you can handle this? It helps you narrow down the weaknesses, the triggers, and even the strengths of yours so that going forward, you can take note of this and create habits, act accordingly, and really target these specific things. And it's an audit, so please do not sugarcoat anything. Don't lie to yourself. The purpose of the exercise is to solve a problem and create a solution. And you can't do that unless you shamelessly map out your blueprint, even if it's a little scary. You need to acknowledge your day-to-day life. So all three of these steps simply require your time and dedication. You don't need to invest hundreds or thousands of dollars into simply getting started on living a better life for a financially healthy future. Just take the first step and commit to a certain amount of minutes every week that you'll choose to spend reading the pages, listening to the podcasts, watching the videos, whatever you prefer, and auditing your spending. Sometimes committing to the time and consistency can be even more of a challenge than the challenge itself, so don't bite off more than you can chew. All that matters is that you're consistently putting in the time And the work will take care of itself and you will start to see results. You're learning, you're gaining basic knowledge, it's not that complex, and you're using the power to create for a better tomorrow. Cue the applause. (laughs) In just two short weeks, I'll be back and joined by a very special guest that I absolutely cannot wait to chat with to dive deeper into this topic. I am so excited for her to join me on the AHA moment. You won't want to miss gaining expert-approved knowledge on all things budgeting, investing, best practices to save money for both the little and the big things, and more. Get ready to take some notes, gain a new perspective on your relationship with money, and build some wealth. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the AHA moment podcast. If you loved this episode, head on over and rate and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Make sure you head over to the AHA Moment newsletter for all the links and notes on what we chatted about this week. I can't wait for you to catch the next episode, airing every other Monday. Speak soon. Bye, guys.